Good Monday morning and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. Thank you for joining me once again. I have got to say thank you so much to all the people who have been supporting the podcast and and amount of listeners has been overwhelming because I just didn't expect it to take off so fast and I can see the statistics. I can see the statistics of my uh, the uh, business uh, whatever website that hosts my feed. And wow, thank you so much. I hope everybody's really enjoying it. I'm having a blast making them. I had a lot of people send me ideas that were great, and I'm going to use them for future episodes. But one in particular that stood out was an actual email from my best friend Aaron, who thought that it was a good idea for me to tell a particular story that I had already intended to tell, just not so early in the podcast. I was going to wait until there was a bigger uh, listening group, and because it's such a great story, but he insists on me telling it, and I want to tell it because it makes him look bad, and uh, well, you'll, you'll see. I'm going to tell the whole full story. Uh, he's going to totally you know, say that it's bullshit, uh, but my account of everything that happened is 100% legit. So this episode is dedicated to you, Aaron. I wrote a song for you. It's called, This is the Time That Aaron Tried to Kill Joey. Uh, here's the song I wrote real quick just for this episode. Like, here, here it goes. Daddy comes a whistle badge, back with punk rock baseball hats. Stupid glasses, gifted glasses, losing all of that far out. Taking chances, ditching dances, never really growing up. Being grounded, never grounded, trying to survive. Like, this is the story of how Aaron tried to kill Joey. He tried to kill Joey. He really tried. Tried to kill Joey. He tried. to kill Joey. He Back in the early 90s, Aaron had this car, and I don't remember what model it was. It was in the vein of Cadillac, Oldsmobile, Buick. You know, it was 2,000 pounds of fucking Detroit steel, and it was a death machine. It was obviously something that someone in his family had given him secondhand. You know, it was like all the shit was missing off the sides. And, you know, this car had a back seat that was the size of like literally a couch. You could put five of us in there. The seats were like this once plush velvety stuff, you know, but they were all ripped and shredded with the fucking yellow foam poking out everywhere. I don't even know what that shit was that was inside of there. But anyway, this car was fucked up and we had fucked it up. When he got it, it was fucked up. We really fucked it up. But it still had that solid, solid fucking 450 V8 engine in it. And it was just a beast. One of the things that Aaron loved to do was he would take this motherfucker and he would jump it. There was a place where we grew up in the back uh, of, the, of the town that had this one railroad tracks. It, it was like it was built for this. You know, it was literally... It was an incline that that made like a six-foot launch ramp leading up to these railroad tracks. On either side, you had a six-foot vertical launch ramp. You know, the train was fine. It was elevated because it was for the train. But you, you couldn't, you, if you drove over it too slow, you went, and you raked the bottom of your car across it, okay? It was that fucking raised up off the ground. And Aaron... You know, being 16 and, you know, and all his wisdom and years of knowledge, 
He always thought that it was a great idea to do 50 minimum and jump this motherfucker. And this car, oh my God, man. Every time that he jumped that car, I would think to myself, this is it. This this is how it ends. And he hit it. And this, this is not bullshit. I, I, just for the record, nothing in this story is going to be false information. I, I just want to make that perfectly clear, because Aaron would tell you otherwise, but he's a dirty lying whore. So he jumped the car off the railroad tracks, fucking flying through the air. And you can just imagine, okay, what it's like for that much mass to be airborne. And not just like a foot off the ground, I'm talking like fucking airborne. And it would come crashing down. If you've ever been in a car accident, you know what it's like when metal hits concrete and sparks would fly up, exploding all around us, and we'd ride it out, you know? He never wrecked. He never lost control of the car. I mean, realistically, he should have at least once, but he never did, and we never died, and that's awesome. And it was fun, you know? It was one of those risk-taking things you do as a kid, and somehow you end up living through it. But it could have easily gone the other way. I mean, we should have been, like, that special page in the yearbook that was dedicated, you know, to the people who died. Uh, except ours would have been, like, a tragic tale of don't be a fucking moron. You know, usually they're always like, don't drink and drive on prom night. This would have been like, we're sorry you didn't get laid, but don't do shit like this because of it. We never really got in too much trouble in high school. It was more like, you know, trying to get in trouble. We were like trouble posers. We went out and we, we had this wiffle ball bat, you know, and we're going around the neighborhood and I'm hanging out of the car and I'm hitting mailboxes with a wiffle ball bat. A fucking wiffle ball bat. It does nothing, right? So Aaron and I are cruising out one day and I see this guy on one of those lawn carts. You know, it's like a golf cart size thing without the roof trash can in the back. He's driving around our city, basically just picking up litter. And I decide that I'm going to whack the back of his cart with the wiffle ball bat. So I get my scrawny ass up on the passenger door. I got the wiffle ball and uh, bat in my right hand, and I've got my left hand hooked under in, on the inside of the roof to hold on. And Aaron's doing like 45. Okay. 45. I'm not exaggerating that. And he, he, he pulls up alongside the guy and I swing, and I completely fucking miss. And then Aaron jerks the car to the left, and I fall out of the car. Now, I don't fall out of the car, and then, like, you know, that's the end of the story. No, I fall out of the car, and my feet go into the air, jam up into the roof, and I am now being dragged, okay? I've got... Both of my hands are on the concrete at 45 miles per hour. One of them is being saved by the fact that it's got a wiffle ball bat. I'm kind of like, I don't have my knuckles around it. I've got my hand on it, and it's just scraping along the concrete. The other hand is getting tore off, and I can't. So I try and pull myself up. Okay, well, I'm 15 years old, and I have never done a sit-up in my life. So you can imagine me doing like a 180 sit-up to try and pull myself back inside this car. It was an absolute impossibility. And for some reason, Aaron never slowed down. So I'm being dragged, I'm being dragged, and I'm trying to pull myself up, realizing that I don't have the core strength to do so. So my brain says, you know, fuck it. And I pull my feet, I yank my feet. And for a little while, I'm running on my hands. Aaron seems to think that's the funniest fucking thing in the world, according to him. The other day, he told me, running on my hands, haha, fuck you. And then I rolled backwards, somersaulting backwards, 
hitting my head on the concrete several times. So rolling backwards, but dunk, bunk, 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 bunk. And then the long car guy just casually drives by me. Doesn't even fucking stop, you know. I probably I deserve that, but still, Aaron he got me back in the car, and we he tried to take me to this medical center. This uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, quick emergency, but one of these fucking quick stop places. But they wouldn't take me without insurance. So we're driving around. Finally, we go to the hospital, and I've got so much gravel embedded into my wrists. You know, there's like literally there's rocks up inside underneath the skin of my uh, wrist because I wore down my skin and it was able to open. You know, it was just gnarly. I mean, it wasn't gross or anything, but it was just, it was fascinating to see. So, uh, well, they took me in there and they put my hand in a big bucket of iodine and this nurse comes in and no painkiller or anything. And she's got the steel brush and she starts scrubbing steel toothbrush she starts scrubbing my already raw wrist to get the rocks out of from underneath the skin and they patch me up and i didn't know it at the time because i was still you know i was still in shock and i was was just worried about my hands but what had happened was is that somehow i had (laughs) are you ready for this i had tore off the dragging had tore off my ass. And I don't mean like uh, I had some road rash on my my ass, okay? I, I mean like I was dragged by a car doing 45 miles per hour and it literally like erased my butt cheeks like like you would erase chalk on a draw on a chalkboard, okay? My butt was gone. My butt cheeks non-existent. I was skinny white 15-year-old, didn't have a whole lot of ass to begin with. Gone. All right. So I'm in the hospital bed at this point, and a state trooper comes in. He's asking me, he's doing an accident report. And then he starts bitching at me about how he should write me a ticket for uh, not wearing my seatbelt. So, you know, I, I'm like, fuck this, man. And I turn over and I give him the old, uh, you know, open gown ass shot, you know, like, yeah, hey, look at this, buddy. So, so because of this accident, I was homeschooled for my entire sophomore year. I was totally immobile i had absolutely no hope of walking for a very long time my ass was gone it was completely liquefied and when i was finally able to walk it was such an awkward walk it was like uh how would i describe it like like if i had goat legs or something you know i was constantly on my on the balls of my feet and i was walking around and and tiptoeing and to keep the area where your ass cheek meets the back of your thigh, which is a fold, uh, to keep those two from meeting, you know, I had to do this crazy walk to get around. But regardless, I, I got six months, I think, I got to stay home, and I didn't have to do shit, and I got the only straight A's of my life, because this teacher would come by after school once a week, and she would say, did you do your work? And i go, oh, yeah, I think, maybe, I don't know. And then she'd just fucking sign off on it. She didn't care. She just wanted to get uh, home, you know. Her school day was over. It's just Now, this was in 1991, and Aaron and I have discussed this incident so many times, and he swears that he never jerked the wheel to the left. Whereas I know he did, because that's what flung me out of the car. And he he... 
swear he's now he doesn't swear, but he says, "Oh, yeah, well, you just you were you fell out, you're a klutz or whatever." And I'm like, "No, you fucking jerked it to the left, dude." I remember it violently thrusting me to the ground outside of the car, and he swears he never did that, and he and. Also, he did not slow down. He didn't break. I mean, for what felt like an eternity, sure, it may have only been five seconds, but imagine you're being dragged by a car, which the driver obviously knows you are, because what once was his friend sitting on the door is now a pair of legs jammed into the roof of his car, and his friend going, ah, and a scraping sound being made by his ass on the concrete. Not once in that tiny amount of time that felt like forever, which was maybe five seconds, what, one two, three, four, five, okay? Now imagine those five seconds I just counted off for you being dragged by a car that never once applied the brakes, and he didn't ever apply the brakes. That's why I pulled my legs out. Now, Aaron and I talked about this the other day, and he said, you know, we were talking about how he wanted me to tell a story. I don't know why. He's got to know I'm going to make him look bad in it. And he also knows that he's a guilty son of a bitch. But he says... You know what's funny? This is, this is literally what he said to me. You know what's funny? I had another guy fall out of that car, too. What a coincidence. And I said, Aaron, that's not a coincidence. That's called a fucking pattern. That's you attempting to be a homicidal maniac. That's vehicular manslaughter. Psycho. And for the record, Aaron's my best friend, and I love him very much. So that's how that played out, and... Uh, Really, not, not, nothing else to tell about that story. My ass grew back. It's funny. To this day, no scars. Great looking ass. So I got this new uh, Aikai MIDI, which is, uh, for those of you who don't know what a MIDI is, it's, a, it's like a little piano and you can do all kinds of sampling and drum beats and make music with. It's what I used to make that song about Aaron earlier in the show. And since I was in a music-making mood... I went ahead and I did a remake of what I think is one of the most beautiful songs ever made with the greatest lyrics ever written, a fantastic tune, a very family-friendly song, something you can dedicate to your lover. I did a complete remake of the classic Two Live Crew hit, Me So Horny. And I'd like to play that for you now, if you don't mind. <laughs> I just, I have to share it with somebody. So here we go. Be so me love you long time. Oh, me so horny. Me so horny. Oh, me so horny. Me love you long time. Oh, me so horny. Me so horny. Oh, me so horny. Me love you long time. So horny. So, so horny. So horny. Me love you long time. So horny.
ask me why I fuck so much I see what's wrong, baby doll With a quick nut Cause you're the one And you shouldn't be mad I won't tell your mama If you don't tell your dad I know he'll be disgusted When he sees that pussy busted Won't your mama be so mad When she knows I got that ass I'm a freaking heat A dog without water And my appetite for sex That's going to do it for Monday morning. I hope everybody had a wonderful time. I love making these shows, so please keep listening. Everybody be safe out there and keep loving each other. God bless America and God bless all of you. I'll see you on Thursday morning, same time.